Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica! Hey girl, hey. What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling today? Girl, I'm good. Um, I actually feel really good. I have no complaints. I'm here. Yay. I'm recording. Recording brings me happiness. So I'm good. Speaking of happiness, I think one thing that I'm really proud that we've been doing is just being intentional about doing things that bring us happiness and joy. I think that so many times... You know, life gets a life in. You just be trying to survive from day to day. And I think it's so easy to just get caught up in the grind and hustle of life. But I also have realized, I think more recently, how important it is to do things that bring you joy and happiness. So like what's something that you do for yourself every so often or every month that brings you joy and happiness that you try to that you try to like keep on schedule and do? Okay, so you know what I've implemented recently, which was like a bomb idea. It's so simple, but you know how the girls love brunch. Girl, I made myself brunch mm-hmm. at home. I, okay. I mean, even down to the mimosa with the orange Ooh. juice and the little strawberry and the little Ooh. flute. Girl, it was a whole day party in my house by myself. Know, that's right. But. Basically, like having breakfast in bed or having, mm-hmm. you know, on a Saturday morning when I I try to force myself to sleep in if I can on Saturdays, because to me, it's just important to get that rest that I know I need. And so sometimes I'll have breakfast in bed. Sometimes I'll make brunch, some breakfast tacos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I've started doing that for the past couple of months. And then also I buy myself a nice luxury gift probably like not every month but maybe like every three four months and um I know that sounds materialistic but it's just something that I know that I want and I'll be like girl you deserve it yeah you deserve it um and then on top of that I make sure that I do a facial like I'm not one of them girls that go to the nail salon and be like oh I'm so relaxed I'm not relaxed at the nail salon I'm more relaxed (laughs) if I do like a mask at home or a facial so I definitely do that like probably twice a month a little steamer and just Mm -hmm. you know do that and take a nice bath and I am good so that's what I've been consciously doing for self-care what about you I love that friend first of all if you don't know Erica makes a mean drink. It don't matter what it is. She is the queen of making drinks. I like Erica to mix all of my drinks because she's that girl when it comes to drinks. I just wanted y'all to know. Okay. So, yeah, like you, friend, I have been very conscious about, like, doing things that bring me happiness and joy because I work hella hard. (laughs) Like, I work so hard. And I think that sometimes I forget that, like, girl, chill out, relax, like. You good. So I think one thing that I do is I try to like do something for myself every month. Like even if that's buying myself something. So Erica knows this, but I'm really into bags, luxury bags. Um, And sometimes not luxury bags, but I probably have every color. That's just my personality. I'm going to have a bag. (laughs) Um, So like I like recently, one of the things that I just got myself, I have been stalking the Marc Jacobs mini tote bag and I finally got it and it just brought me so much joy. 
So I always try to like do something for myself, whether it's a small gift or a big gift, or sometimes it's like treating myself to dinner or going to brunch or, you know, maybe I go get my nails done. Maybe I try a different style, but just doing something that brings me happiness that's for me. And I think the other big thing that I try to do at least once a month is I try to have like um, I try to kick it with my homegirls, kick it with my friends, kick it with the people that are closest to me. Um, so my love language, if you don't know, I think I've said it numerous times, is quality time. But that's in friendships as well as romantic relationships. So I'm the person of my friends that like I am probably going to randomly text you and tell you I love you or ask you how you're doing. That's just my personality. At this point, if I don't, my friends think something is wrong. They're so spoiled. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I really just try to have at least like intentional time with my friends, whether that's us going to brunch or dinner, having a FaceTime date, or even just sitting on the couch, kicking it, watching TV. I think those two things bring me a lot of joy. So I try to do that, like getting, like treating myself to something every month, whether it's small or large, as long as it makes me happy, that's the only criteria and I can afford it because it's my money. And then second, spending time with my friends, just kicking it and doing something, whether that's going all out or, you know, chilling. I think that those two things bring me the most joy. And I think when I take time to do those things, uh, I'm just a happier and friendlier and better person to be around. (laughs) Yay. Yeah. I think it's super important. So I'm glad you asked me that. And, you know, we brought that up because self-care is super important and it kind of goes along with what we're going to talk about next. So let's get started on our dating and relationship segment. So let's talk about the importance of giving yourself time to heal before dating again or getting into another relationship. So Shelby, why is it important to you and what are some things we have learned about ourselves during our alone time? So for me, one thing I realized is like, I'm not one of the girls and there is nothing wrong with this. No shade to you. I'm talking about me, myself and I. I am not one of the girlies who can just jump from guy to guy like super quickly. That's never been my process. Like I am one of those people that if we together, we together. Okay. Like I am all in this thing. We are in the trenches. And so for me, when something doesn't work out and we decide to go our our separate ways or break up or whatever the case may be, I have to heal. And like, I think healing looks different for everyone depending on what that is. But for me, One thing that I have to do is I have to lose my feelings. For me, for that person, um, for me, I just don't think it's fair for me to go into another situation um, and still have feelings for someone else or or still be thinking about them and romanticizing about them and have all these things. I think when I go into my relationships or I'm dating somebody, like I want to start out on a clean slate. I think it's so important to heal. And like I said, I think healing means something different for everybody. But I think for me, when I stop dating somebody, I really got to get to the point where I can take my emotions out of it. And one way I think about it is if I walked up on this person on the street and they said, hey, to me, would I be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, just going through the motions of like, like we were in a relationship. I think that when I realized I really don't care (laughs) and like, hey, how you doing and keep it moving. I feel like when I can get to that point, I think for me, that's a signal that I've healed. But I, you know, I will say in the past, um, when I was in my earlier twenties, teens, I think I was 
the type of person that could, you know, date somebody, break up or talking to them and then just start dating somebody again. The one thing that I realized is I wasn't really dealing with my emotions. I wasn't really dealing with why we broke up or what went wrong or what could have been better. And so I think that particularly when I graduated undergrad, I think I've said this before, I took like a four or five year break from dating. Like I just like focused on starting my corporate career, kicking it with my friends and traveling and finishing grad school. I really didn't start dating again until probably like 2019-ish maybe. 2018-ish, someone around there. And I was so glad that I did because I felt like I was a happy and whole person. I don't feel like I was um, dependent on anybody for happiness. I felt like I had my own thing going on and I was my own person. And I felt like I was able to essentially be all in. Now, your girl is single, so you can probably guess it didn't work. (laughs) So after that situation um, ended, I will say um, that it really took me a while to get over my emotions and to take my feelings out of it. I talked to Erica's ear off about it. So shout out to her for listening. Um, But she essentially told me because I felt so bad about making her listen to me. She was like, friend, this is just your process. Like you feel how you feel. You cared about him. You liked him. And that's okay. And so when she told me that, it made me realize, Shelby, okay, you spent X amount of time with this person. You cared about this person. So it's okay for you to have those emotions. And so after that, I really took some time to heal. And for me, healing was, okay, I had to A, get out my emotions. How was I feeling? Why was I feeling this way? What went wrong? What could I have done better? What could he have done better? I did not have this conversation with him because he was tripping. That's all I got. That's all I'm going to say. Erica already know. It was dumb. Anyway, how was he? And then I feel like once I decipher that, I usually will journal about it or I will write myself a letter or just get my emotions out. And then after that, I will really just pray about it. And I think that's after I, one thing I've learned from me healing is allowing myself to feel how I want to feel. If I want to punch a pillow, I'm going to punch a pillow. If I want to cry and scream, I'm going to cry and scream. If I want to talk about it for two days, I'm going to talk about it for two days. But anybody that really knows me, that knows when I'm in it, I'm in it. But when I'm out, baby, I'm out. You will ask if you ever knew me, if you ever had access to me. I promise you, you will. I will leave you. I will open the message and let you know I read it and close it. Because I want you to know you don't have access to me. So I think it's important because I think it's important. Sorry, I think it's important because I don't think it's fair to go into another situation, not over somebody and not heals because they don't get the best version of you. Anybody that I date now going forward, because I feel like I'm healed and I've dealt with what I need to deal with, they're going to, first off, shout out to whoever he is. Because you're going to be a happy person. Um, Because I am the most healed and happy version of myself. I am healed. I am whole. And I am just at a space and a place where I can be all in. Like, you don't have to worry about homeboy coming back in because he don't have access to me. He's blocked. He's muted. Period. Per. Um, And I think that I've just learned about myself when it comes to situations that didn't work out, that I don't know who's to hear this, but I needed to hear this. Like when you're dating somebody, like the purpose of dating is getting to know one another and seeing if your goals and your visions um, and your dreams line up. And I think it's really important to have fun and to see if you enjoy each other. You don't have to make every person that you encounter the person, but I think that every person that you choose to date, there's something that you are supposed to take from that person. And so I would encourage you to take the lesson that you can take 
and then all the other mess, disregard it and do what you need to do to heal. I think I've learned about myself. Uh, I've learned what I deserve, what I will put up and what I need for a person. Like anybody's life that I am in, I know that I'm good for them. But I don't think a lot of women ask themselves, is this man good for me? And I think we need to start doing that, okay? I've been doing it. And so I think for me, I've just learned what I will accept, what I want to accept, what I need, what I want, my standards, and just the kinds of relationship that I think is important for me to have and what type of person is going to mesh well with me. Like, I think it's really important to heal. I think it's important to deal and feel your emotions. And I think it's really important to really just deal with it. And I think if you can have a conversation with the person for closure, do that. But if if you can't, one thing that I would suggest to do is to write a letter to yourself or to that person. Um, I'm not saying mail it or nothing. I'm just saying write a letter, writing down everything that you feel and what you would say. Read it out loud. Um, burn it afterwards, tear it up, but do something to where you can release that person so you can deal with what you're going through. But that's what I would say. What about you? I think that's really good advice because I actually would want to mail a few letters to a few people. Like you said, (laughs) if I saw them in the street, do I still want to bust you upside your head? Probably, (laughs) but (laughs) you're just going to get this letter. Anyway, (laughs) so... Um, no, I think it is very important. I think it is the most important thing that you can do for your self-care, for your well-being, for your mental health, for your mm-hmm. emotional health. If you do not heal, you are going to just bleed on the next person. Yeah. So what I have been learning, well, I don't think we have enough time in the show, but I will say that I have had my unfair share of heartbreak so I definitely feel anybody that is going through it now or have gone through some really tough heartbreak because I was reading something and it said uh, a broken heart or heartbreak has the same amount of trauma on your brain as a physical injury so I can't even fathom that like my heart broken is could be similar to me breaking my leg like my brain, that same trauma. So it's just like, wow. So it's it's not anything light. And I'm not saying that every single relationship that doesn't work out ends in heartbreak. But for me, it has. So I can only speak to that. And so what I have learned is that like what's not handled in my singleness is going to affect my togetherness with somebody, right? Like you were saying. So I just feel like the main thing that I've learned is to not despise my single season because I am still in my single season, but I'm definitely a lot happier, have a lot more joy. I don't feel loneliness. Um, I think that that was the toughest part going through the healing process is feeling that loneliness. And I think a lot of the times when you come out of a relationship with someone, you're really detoxing from that person. And you, you're you getting used to not having that routine anymore. You're getting used to not hearing from them every day. You're getting used to not chilling with them, kicking it with them every day or however the routine between you two was. So I just want anybody to know that like being alone and healing is a good thing. And the reason why it was so hard for me and the lessons that I had to learn was because I was going through my single season in a time where I felt like everyone else around me was not. (laughs) Like, um, 
like my, I had friends that were getting married. I had friends that were meeting new people. I had friends that were getting committed relationships, friends that's having babies, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I'm over here in heartbreak. But I realized that I had to actually sit with that hurt, sit with the pain. And it's hard, but it's definitely necessary. So what I also want to make known too is that I hate when people are always telling women, like, focus on yourself, sis, make sure you heal, be the better version of yourself. Okay, what if you do all of that, you a healed person, and then you get with an unhealed man? Then it's like you got to redo everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you did to get yourself in that better version of yourself. So I think it definitely takes two people to heal. Like women, we got to get with men that are healed. Men, we got to get with women that are healed. Otherwise, this is just going to be a toxic cycle of people breaking people's hearts. So um, I think also in that single season or the importance of making sure that you heal so that you can assess your own accountability. There's mistakes that I have made. Why did I look over these red flags or these deal breakers or just assessing what you want and need in the next relationship or what you will do differently. So all in all, I'm saying everything to say, do not despise your single season, cherish it. A lot of us, I've said this before, a lot of us are not lonely. We just bored. Like you said, Shelby, like you, you traveling, you started your corporate career, like find something else to do besides worrying about you know, a man or a relationship that you don't have anymore. Like get busy with your purpose and things that you love. Um, and that, that comes with healing. So yeah. that would be my advice. That's good advice, friend. I'll rock with it. Girl, yeah, I could write a whole book, but we're going to move on. So <laughs> our next segment is called The Journey. So this is when we're going to discuss um, our journey to building our brand, All Things Melanin. So Shelby, we are always encouraging people to remember their why. So when it comes to going after your dreams and achieving goals, let's talk about our why um, for all things melanin. Like how did we even find our why and how are we staying true to our why? Yeah, so first and foremost, I think it's really important to have a why and remember your why and stand by that why because that why is going to hold you down when you don't feel like doing the work. That why is going to hold you down. We don't feel like being consistent or dedicated. Like you have to have a reason and a purpose. You have to have something that fuels you and drives you and your why is going to be that. Um, I'll take the first part of the question, friend, and I'll let you take the second part of the question. So... Our why for all things melanin. How did we find our why? So I'm gonna give y'all the uh, the Cliff Notes version of that because <laughs> we've said it a lot. So I'll just give you the Cliff Note version. So Erica and I, um, I say this all the time. Me and Erica are so similar, but we are so different. If that makes sense, um, I know that's a hypocritical statement, but it's so true. And um, but Erica and I. Um, we have dreams and passions that are different, but we have dreams and passions that are similar. Like thinking back to five years ago, which is wild. Um, I remember Erica saying to me one day, she was like, friend, I feel like we're supposed to do something together, but I don't know what that is. And I remember telling her, I think so too, but I don't know what that is. One thing that I want to let you know, whoever this is for, is that like when God puts something in your heart, He will reveal it when it's supposed to happen. What Erica didn't know at that time is that I had been thinking the same thing, but I had no basis to tell her because I was like, she gonna think I'm crazy. Like, you know, we hang out with friends, we kicking it, but like, 
going into business with your friend and starting a business with your friends, you can't do that with everybody. <laughs> like, I just want to put that out there. You can't do that with everybody. So before I brought that up, I just needed some confirmation. So for me, Erica bringing that up was confirmation that, okay, y'all are supposed to do something. That was the first thing. The second thing is, um, I'm not sure if this was our first year or our second year, but Erica and I, um, in around 2016, we started going to Essence Fest together every year. And the second year that we went to Essence Fest, I just remember us being like, wow, like seeing people that were doing panels and moderators and just people that were in a room, just being like, we could do this. A lot, what a lot of people don't know is that Erica and I both have interests in media and entertainment. And so we decided to create our own brand and our own platform to where we could get experience in things. But our why came down to we didn't see women who looked like us, who had a brand like ours or a platform like ours who were just relatable. We felt like a lot of people were telling their stories of how they made it, but we didn't feel like anybody was documenting their journey. If you'll remember back, Erica and I have evolved and changed so much since we started All Things Melody in 2015, and we had or 2017, and we have evolved and changed so much since we started the podcast in 2018. So our why for all things melanin, there are so many whys, but I'm going to give you a few. One of our whys is that we want to show women of color, particularly black women, that they can do and be anything that they want and that they can live out their dreams. Another why that we have is Erica and I want to document our journey in, you know, finding love. We document getting it right. We document getting it wrong. We document our journey to building a brand. We tell you the good, the bad, the ugly, where we messed up and what we learned from. You know, we have a mentor moment section where we answer people's questions and, you know, we have a section of faith. So Erica and I's purpose is not to sit up here and be perfect because we are not perfect. We fall short. Sometimes I text Erica and I be like, friend, I ain't got it today. I don't have anything. But Erica always just challenges me to, friend, show up the best that you can and that's good enough. So for me, all things melanin is just not words. It's just not a logo. It's just not a brand. It's really just an extension of me and Erica's heart and me and Erica's mission and how we really just want to pour in and motivate women who look like us, motivate women who are winging this thing called life, motivate women and inspire women who are showing up to the best of our ability. Like I said, there are so many whys for all things melanin, but I think our main why and our main purpose is that we want to show up as our authentic selves, how we are right now, document our journey, connect with other women of color, share their stories, support them, pull up for them, be in the trenches for them, and just really show people that whatever you want your life to look like, you can make it look like that. And we're cheering you on and we're rooting you on, but we also wanted to have a safe space for women to feel seen, for women to feel heard, and for women to know, okay, like, I ain't crazy. This is happening to them. And just know that they're okay, that they're doing good. So our platform really... Even though Eric and I put out the content and we record these podcasts that we love doing, like our platform is not about us. Our platform is really about one of our biggest whys is really just being a vessel and a curator to encourage and motivate women to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Because there are no rules to this thing called life. We're just really here to let you know we rock with you. We 
encourage you. We pray for you. Like, this is really for us. It's a community and a sisterhood for us to let know women know we got you and we see you. And we trying to figure this out, too. So that's what I would say. So, friend, how do you think that... Also, if you have anything to add to that, add to that. And how do you think that we are strained true to our why for all things melanin? Um, first of all, I love that uh, you had touched on just how it's not about us. I think that that's the main important thing with the whole basis of all of this comes down to is that it's not about us. I think we've preached this so much that when you have a vision or a dream and you put it out there, it's no longer yours per se, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, we're sharing it with the world and, you know, it's not out of any kind of selfish gain. And I think that's important to make sure that you have a purpose that's bigger than you. (laughs) Um, And then let me tell you something, this journey is not for the weak. Okay. It takes a lot of dedication, a lot of motivation, a lot of consistency. So you do have to always um, remember your why. And I think we're, we've been staying true to it because of course we support each other. So like I've always said, I'm just really glad that we were friends first and then coming into this and having a common goal and having a common passion for things. Because I remember, remember we discussed like what avenues do we want to explore and like media or TV or hosting or production, like how are, what are our passions on that? So I think us staying true to our why and remembering how we want to be a light and help people, encourage women, motivate them and put a highlight on other people doing the same things, other black people, other black women doing the same things that doesn't necessarily get the recognition because everyone shines on like the person who quote unquote made it, you know, we're putting light on people that are out here doing it as well, but may not get that same spotlight. So I think that that's what keeps us going in our why and staying true to like, look, this is our purpose to not only, um, encourage people, but highlight other people's stories as well, besides just sharing our own, you know? So I think that that's how we're, we're staying true. And y'all, this literally just started from a dream on a piece of paper. We like sat in my mama's house. We was writing down names. What should we call it? And then I honestly don't remember how we came up with the name. I know that it was obviously the one that won, but it was literally just writing down on a piece of paper and like, what, how can we do this? And so looking back five years ago, we are still staying true to our purpose. And I just encourage anybody out there, if you're starting something, have started something, continue with it, but always figure out what the purpose of you doing this is and staying true to that. All right. So let's keep it moving to our next segment, which is the mentor moment. This is when Shelby and I will answer a listener's letter and we are going to give our advice on it. So the letter reads, hi, Shelby and Erica. I have been working at my corporate job for 11 years. Back when I first started, I thought this would be the place where I would retire. But now I am feeling stuck like there is more out there for me. I recently decided to start my own blog, creating content about my life. I feel like I've discovered what truly makes me happy and what I am most passionate about. However, I'm thinking about leaving my corporate job, but it's just not because it's just not fulfilling my passion anymore. So do you have any advice on what should be my next steps if I want to go towards my passion? Yeah, so... 
take what I say with a grain of salt. I am one of those people who likes to know my paycheck is coming in. So I personally am not an advocate for quitting your job without a plan or without a significant amount of savings or, you know, some type of, you know, something in place. Um, So my first thing would be to say, if you feel like you want to leave or quit or anything like that, I think that you should have some type of supplemental income so that you don't have to struggle or and or you should have a significant amount of money saved up. I will say the plus is that if you worked in corporate, you can always go and get a job um, more than likely. Um, but I would definitely say sit down and calcu- count the cost of like your standard of living. Like what is it going to cost? Because when you got a steady paycheck coming in, a lot of times you don't notice, you know, or you don't account for every single penny. But when money is going out and it's not coming in, you start seeing, okay, that I forgot about that Netflix subscription. I forgot about that Hulu. I forgot about that Spotify. I forgot about my hair appointment. Just all those things. So I think the first thing that you have to do is you have to count the cost because one thing that I don't want to happen is for you to be in financial strain because you're not happy at your job. The second thing that I would say is that if you are not happy in your corporate job, is there something else that you can do to sustain you? that you can apply to or do. That would be my personal thing. Like I said, I just like to have money coming in because especially with the world and the economy right now, it's a little bit unstable. So I would just hate for you to jump and not have anything to catch you. The third thing that I would say is that, you know, if you want to start your own blog and you want to do, you want to create content, just do it. I know everybody says just do it, but I will say that Eric and I definitely understand how difficult it is to put your craft out there because you know that people are either going to love it or hate it. People are going to have their opinions on it. But I think that even at your job right now, there's nothing stopping you from starting your blog and there's nothing stopping you from creating content. I think that even whether you decide to leave your job or keep your job, I think that you should write the blog. I think that you should get consistent. I think that you you should create a plan and release your blog, release your content and do it while you're working. And then when you feel like you want to jump, then jump. Um, I feel like if you feel led to create a blog, if you feel led to be a creative and to create content, do that. I think a lot of times we think that we have to have some type of elaborate plan to do what we feel led to do when it's literally as simple as pushing posts and sharing the blog on social media or your Facebook or something as simple as literally pushing posts on TikTok, pushing posts on IG, pushing posts on YouTube. Like one thing I want to encourage you to do, whatever you do, whether you're at corporate or not, create a schedule and post the content, get consistent and be dedicated. I don't think that you need like a grand scheme or plan to do what you want to do. But like I said, I feel like if you feel led to leave and just go full time, I would personally count the cost to make sure that you are not going to have to suffer um, for not having something steady come in. That's what I would say. What do you think, friend? Yeah, I definitely would not recommend quitting. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I love hearing those stories where people are like, man, I quit my job and moved to Los Angeles with $5. And I'm just like, that is amazing. But me... I got to stay where I'm at. Um, But so my personal advice would be along with Shelby's is before moving on from your corporate job, have a plan. I do like what Shelby touched on as far as like not feeling like you have to have everything detailed and laid out. 
but you do need to have a plan, whether that's like, okay, you know what, while I'm creating this blog and content about my life, I'm going to stay with my job for another six months or another year. Um, because if you've been at that job for 11 years, girl, I know your PTO probably racked up. So (laughs) you can take some time or make some time outside of your corporate career to just start working on that passion. Because one thing that me and Shelby can definitely attest to is that you never know what could come out of what your initial idea was. And so I would just say, don't be in a rush to leave your corporate job because it can kind of offset not only the the money, but it could offset your need to be fulfilled in, t- in terms of being passionate about something. Um, so while you're still being able to, you know, pay your bills and all of that stuff. So I do want to commend you for recognizing that this is just not fulfilling me anymore and I have a passion and I want to go for it. I commend you for doing that because a lot of people will just stay stuck and that's it. Like they just going, okay, I'm going to just stay here. Um, so I do love the fact of your ambition that you are trying to go after your passion, but just prioritize the steps to make that move. Um, because I ideally probably like Shelby and I, we would love to have, you know, the, passion sustain or (laughs) supplement that career income but until it does we kind of just have to be smart about it so that we know that we can still take care of our responsibilities but um i would say just make some time outside of your corporate career to fuel your passion project until you can reach the goal where you feel comfortable to walk away so that's what i would add to that So, you guys, if you have a question that you want us to answer, please send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on Instagram at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So then we're going to leave you with the words of encouragement coming out of Exodus 14, 14. It's real simple. It says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And this Bible verse is so short, but so powerful, especially in the times that we're living in right now. And especially when there's just high levels of stress, high levels of uncertainty, high levels of the unknown, we feel like we have to fight everything. And in your personal life, whatever is going on, that can be hard because you could be facing like, okay, well, I got to fight this. Like, I don't know what else to do. Um, This just really adds comfort for me. Um, because if you do stand still, that is a testament to your faith. And that is just what this whole faith walk is about is building that faith. Um, so I still, to be honest with you, struggle this all the time because I like to handle things as they come. And the Lord's like, look, are you going to do this or I'm going to do this? I mean, you can get out there if you want to, (laughs) but I just really wanted to share this Bible verse today because I feel like it is important and it is so timely for, what we are dealing with just in general so what does it mean to you Shelby yes I definitely agree with you um everything you said obviously but I definitely think one thing that this makes me think of when I read this bible verse is that like God got my back I think a lot of times in life we think that we need to get our lick back and sometimes I do get my lick back and I need to get it back I'm just saying (laughs) but I think a lot of times we think that we need to get our lick back and sometimes we do sometimes we don't um, I know they say, what would Jesus do? I'm not Jesus. God's still working on me. Um, but I think that it's just a reminder that God always has our back and he has our, um, 
best interest at heart. And it also makes me think, I was having this conversation with my mom. We were just talking about something, um, about a situation. And my mom pointed out something. She was like, you know, a lot of times, like when people would do something to people like back in the day, you know, she said it would take a long time for us to come back on them. She was like, but now in today's time, like it's not taking that long. And one thing that I've learned is even if I get my lick bag, it's like minimal to like what God gonna do. And so a lot of times, like even if you, like with so much going on in the world, I know we want to get our lick back. We, I know we want to one up people. I know we want people to know we ain't the one, the two, or the three. Uh, and it's hard to be quiet. It's hard to sit down. It's hard not to get your lick back and let people know and wave your hand and let them know it's not going to go down like that. But I think that sometimes in some situations that it's, it reminds me that God has my back, that he is going to go before me and that he is going to handle it better than I can handle it. Because one thing that I've learned, like God don't play about his people. And like when people are not Christians or people don't believe in God, like they don't understand the favor that's on your life. They don't understand that God play about, don't play about you. So a lot of times when people are laughing or they think that things are going a certain way, God is like loading up the Glock on your behalf. So I really just want to remind you that like whatever situation you are in life right now, whatever you're going through, like I can only imagine how you're feeling but I want you to know that God got your back and he hit harder than you ever could that's all I got period all right so in that case let's go ahead and pray on out of here if you are driving do not bow your head just sway with it um dear God we thank you just for being good all of the time and we thank you that your word says that you will fight for us and that we only need to be still thank you that you are fighting these battles for us each and every day even the battles that we don't even know that are happening thank you for protecting us and help us to find peace and just knowing that the battle is already won because you are on our side and you have our back and that we have the victory in Jesus name and I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that you continue to bless us. You continue to cover us with your protection. You continue to give us peace that passes all understanding when things do not make sense and that you show us your will for our lives, not our will, Lord, but your will for our lives. And that may everyone listening to this podcast be blessed in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Amen.